Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Getting Strange with Stevie Moe. I know this intro sounds goofy. Uh, it would sound a lot more goofy had I just let it go because I don't know what happened at the beginning of the episode. I went to just go upload it and all of a sudden I was like three minutes in. So uh, that's what happened at the beginning of this episode. I'm just doing a, a little recording on my phone, but the uh, rest of the episode sounds fine. So thank you for tuning in and I love you. You, yeah, you, you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> you, baby. All right, uh, let's get on with the episode. To uh, release, but there's there's a kind of a goofy situation with some of the timing and uh, and everything like that. Uh, so to catch up where uh, we left off, it's almost been about a month, but just a lot of shit going on. It's deer season. I, I can touch on that. Uh, man, a lot of shit's happened. And before we get uh, any further into the um, episode here, um, just remember, guys, uh, 988 is the uh, suicide uh, hotline. So if you or someone you know is uh, is struggling, you can dial that, call that, um, and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, help will uh, will be there. So, you know, um, check in on your friends, take care of your loved ones. And all that, uh, all that. So I think from every episode from here on out, that's uh, that's going to be a, a, a focal point to, that I just got to make. Um, and again, the twenty-two veterans a day is, uh, is something that um, yeah, obviously I've experienced over the past couple months. And uh, you know, we we just got to move on. We gotta we gotta move on. It's uh, it's what uh, what our dearly departed. Buddy Brad would have wanted, and uh, yeah. So we've uh, I've been just trying to figure out figure out ways to to find happiness again. And I, you know, being open and honest with you guys, man, I fell into a pretty deep depression. I didn't realize how bad it was until a couple weeks ago. I finally started feeling like happy again, and I'm like, geez, shit. <laughs> I uh, I might need to start seeing somebody about this. Um. Which I think if I ever get that bad again, I definitely will. Um, I just I, I didn't realize how how bad I was. You know, I thought I was just in the grieving process, and then um, you know I got to do a lot of very cool things. Uh, but I'm oh, sorry. I thought I thought I left something on. I thought I heard some humming. I'm like, did I leave the shitter fan? Oh, hold on. No, that might just be the fridge. Sorry, I thought I heard the, I heard that. Um, so. Getting uh, getting around to where I'm gonna try to be going with this uh, this podcast, and uh, you know the two fat Steves is still in the works. <laughs> I thought I had a lot of shit going on. Uh, old Stevie Dearborn's got a lot of shit going on. We actually got to get him back on a on a podcast to, so we can talk about that a little more. Got a fun little uh, film project coming up with uh, Mark Stewart from the Lucky Workshop. I've I've been sitting on another video. Um, with, uh, that we were supposed to do that, that backyard barbecue cast, which I still think is going to happen. It just may not happen with, uh, with Jonathan barbecue and, uh, and nothing, nothing against, uh, you know, him or anything like that, but he got some like legitimate offers to do some really cool shit and he thought he could just squeeze it in and, you know, we kind of talked and, uh, I, I was like, You'd be a fool really not to pursue this. So, you know, we kind of put that on the uh, on the back burner. And I, I, I've talked to him quite a bit since. And, you know, it's, uh, it's 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 all love. But I was like, dude, you've got some really cool shit with some really heavy hitters coming up. I'm like, you need to focus your energy on that because that is fucking dumb. I'm like, that is what I'd hoped this the BBC would have been. But who knows? You know, we'll... Uh, I'm I'm gonna start uploading that shit, keeping it going. Obviously, we'll have a have a better chance to come back at it next, uh, you know, next summer. Which, in realistically, we were gonna test the waters with one or two of them, kind of see where it was gonna go. But um, that's kind of the status on that. I do get another video that I'm gonna upload, uh, and maybe he, I think he's got something that I can throw on there, you know, just for some fun shit. Um, but that's uh that's kind of where that's at. So 
we're not not like moving forward with that. Not you know, it's not the summer yet. It's uh fucking November. So <laughs> I'm not in Arizona. I'm not like grilling all the time, which I need to pull my fucking smoker out of the back of my truck. I literally have had it back there for like three days. Yeah, and I haven't done shit about it, which I need to. I've just been fucking lazy. Um, I got to uh, live like my pro wrestling dream-ish a little bit. Sorry, I had to take a sippy poo of that. I forgot I got sound controls that I can, uh, can fiddle fuck with. Um, we did uh, here in the Quad Cities, Bottoms Up, up Burlesque. Um, I got asked to co-host with Shane from Shot 30 Podcast and Yeti from Yeti's Playhouse. He's a streamer and a big motherfucker, which I about killed him with a fucking chair. (laughs) I'll tell you all about that. So it was the first show back in the Speakeasy, which is the very first place place I've ever done stand-up comedy. It's... Newly renovated, it's really where we met Brad. Oh, did I not? Okay, I swear, like, it sounds like I left that fucker on. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's technically I've kind of known him my whole life, but, you know, when I started doing stand-up, that was one of the first places that I, uh, that I did stand-up and met, you know, Brad 12 years ago, and it's... Funny, I might want to try. I might try to reach out to Tammy Pescatelli see if she'll do a do a podcast because she was kind of the one on her TV show. I asked, you know, how did you get started? And it's like, oh, come to open mics, and I think I've told this story before, but um, regardless, but uh, you got to <clears throat> the whole idea was uh, there's going to be these three co-hosts for the burlesque show, and by the way, the the burlesque ladies fucking destroyed. It was fucking awesome. Everybody. Came through, killed. It was a, uh, it was amazing. Um, hats off to everyone from bottom up, bottoms up burlesque. They let it was essentially me, Shane, Yeti, and then Steve Jennings was like the main host, and they just let us do whatever the fuck that we wanted. Like as long as you know we weren't like killing it, <laughs> but we basically got to do whatever we wanted, and they loved it. I was like, okay. Um, we did this thing where everybody had masks, <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, I, I didn't. I dressed like Mick Foley, and I came like running from the back. And there's a video of me just killing Yeti with the fucking chair. But it, I go to like hit him. You know, it's like the intro, like shit's going nuts. I come running up from the back. He's on his hands and knees, and I look and I I just hit him with the chair real quick. But I hit him so perfectly that it sounded loud, and you just hear everyone go. Ugh. I remember I, like, I smashed him with this chair, and I go, I even I hit him. I was like, ugh. <laughs> so then you see me take it like easy on Shane. Uh, and then there was another spot where I was supposed to do Socko on Yeti, and I, ex- I was supposed to miss, and I get Steve Jennings. And I remember I reach in his mouth, and I feel something. I'm like, oh, is this gum? Like I, can, like, I have the sock on my hand, and I'm like, I'm feeling around, and it's hard. And it was his fucking tooth. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he, pulls his t- he, he pulls his tooth out when he gets back. I'm like, Jesus, fuck, dude. I'm like, I killed Mike with the chair. Nowadays, he's like, I don't know. I was getting it replaced anyways. Like, I drank a lot of Mountain Dew as a kid, so this tooth's getting replaced. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. Right. Oh, God. And then the the last one is when I tried to uh, kill Yeti with a with another chair. Um, Bobby Joe, and she's super sweet here. Her name is uh, Lady Sativa. <laughs> <laughs> she uh <clears throat> this is this is this is a, a hilarious story it, it wasn't hilarious at the time because i felt like i was just like injured everybody you know yet he said he didn't feel the chair shot jenny's like ah oh, it's all good i go to hit him with the chair and i didn't know that lady sativa had her hand on the curtain and i just whacked the fuck out of it and like i accidentally hit the curtain and just went and, uh, like so I reared back and got it again <coughs> and uh <coughs> ooh, excuse me sorry I uh <laughs> I didn't realize I I, I distra- so I, as soon as I come back she's like you fucking asshole hits me <laughs> and I was like what what happened and uh I find out so I go over there and I, I'm, I'm talking to her and I didn't 
<clears throat> I didn't actually catch a spot where it happened. I thought it was like uh, because I, I I assumed it happened where we both agreed, and then later in the evening. Uh, we all went out, and then I got more information, and then I like from her, and then I found out when it happened. I was like, "Oh Jesus, that makes a lot more sense." Um, it was uh, it was kind of funny because uh, she made me uh, we're we're hanging out at the bar, and she goes like, "I get tapped on the shoulder, and it's like your services are requested." I'm like, "Yeah," and she goes, "Well, you're buying me a drink, and you're gonna keep buying me drinks until my hand feels better." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay." <clears throat> And it was, uh, was like, so get her some Baileys on the rocks. And um, I go, do you need me to take that to your table since your drinking hand's hurting? And she's like, well, you might as well take a second one over there. <laughs> so every time we're drinking, like, I would just start, I would be, like, hanging out. And I would just start hearing ice, like, <laughs> so I'd turn around. She's like, well, this drink's looking a little empty and my hand's still hurting. All right, <laughs> we'll take care of you. <laughs> Oh man, it was uh she was cool about it. And then um the one spot that uh that was really really cool was we set up like this box and we put it on these chairs and I came out in this singlet as L Stevie Mo. I put the face mask on and I'm wearing this singlet which uh I I, I Yeti ordered this singlet and I was I, I wanted to get it like you know, have it <clears throat> um I don't know, like, um, you know, put like a design on it. So I asked my mother if she, because I know she has a cricket. So I had her um, do this. Like she cut out the letters and then ironed them on. And it worked out really well because it was a stretchy material. And then I remember asking her, she goes, do you want some stars on the butt? I'm like, what? Yes. Why, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so... I had like these stars and then I got to put the little uh Brad's initials right on the leg, kinda like um you know how like uh like Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, all the old wrestling tights would have the uh initials. I got to do that. Uh and then there's a spot where you know, I am talking shit, the curtains open, Yeti grabs me and he, he's gonna choke slam me, and I just remember like me like, you know, going, going, going. And uh, I look back to see where I'm at, and he just looks at me and goes, you ready? Like, yep. And he picks me up, and all of a sudden, I realize I am way fucking higher than I thought I was going to be. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I started coming down, and I go down, and nothing. I felt nothing. And I gave, like, the, you know, the little the little shake, like, the <laughs> like right after someone goes through a table, that one last jerk, like the death jerk. Steve Jennings comes over and he's like looking at me because you can see and there's a video now we don't have sound on it because the video like the video did not record sound and it sucks. Uh, the chair shot was recorded off a uh, uh, a cell phone from uh, Brad's kid Christian Han actually. Uh, you can see like at some point I had to go through the chair. I don't remember it, but this chair was fucked. It was mangled. As soon as Steve sees that, I know he's like freaking out, but he's also like trying to hold together. He starts, he comes over and like legitimately checks on me. He's like, I don't know if Stevie's okay. And I see him like looking and I like give him like a couple blinks. <laughs> and then he's just like, all right, we need to get him out of here. Like, and I, I, I kind of let him know, yeah, I was, I was okay. I was good. But that was, uh, dude, that was a, that was a fucking blast. Uh, and I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. If I had talked about this, so that was uh, about two weeks uh, into October. So that was October 15th. It was a great night. Um, we had a lot of fun. Like I said, bottoms up burlesque. Uh, everyone killed it involved in there. So, you know, big big thanks to letting me do that. Um, I also got asked to do a stand-up on October 1st. It was opening day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to hunt the morning. I had some shit I needed to do, but I'm like, I'm going to hunt the afternoon because it was still a little warm. I'm like, I'm going to hunt the afternoon. Uh, and I get asked to do like at 2.30, like right before I'm getting ready to go out, uh, Austin Ingalls calls me and he goes, hey, can you fill in and do the show at uh, 
at uh, Colony Inn in Bishop Hill, Illinois. Like, yeah, fine. I, I could do that. Yeah, you know, do about 10, 15 minutes. I remember he tells me, he's like, dude, you just need to save this show here. He's like, I need you to, like, he's like, rag on this crowd. I'm like, all right. Every single one of those hillbillies down there, this is like the only bar down there. Every single hillbilly is like a stoner down there. It's hilarious. So you'd like see just like these country boys just going out there ripping one hitters. And then <laughs> I remember I just started going in on like this guy. I was like, you know, he looked like the town gold miner. And I had so much fun with that crowd. Everybody was responsive. I had a great time. And then Austin asked me if I wanted to come back. So. November 12th, which is going to be when I record or I release this, is going to be Saturday down at Bishop Hill. Uh, I'm going to be back there. Um, and I never got to, uh, yeah, I never got to plug. I did, uh, I did one of the funnest mics I've ever did too at, uh, the Stardust in Davenport. Colin Strajack put that on. Colin Strajack's had a fantastic podcast, uh, Modern Day Overthinker. You know, he talks about a lot about um, mental, uh, you know, mental health on there, and it's a very cool platform. It's very awesome. He had a uh, Spike Jones on, and I was like super stoked. I was like, "That's fucking awesome." He's like, "I didn't think you swung that way politically." I'm like, "Oh, I fucking don't." <laughs> I was like, "I don't," but I'm happy for you. You know, it's like, like shit. I feel like you were a ballerina, and all of a sudden, like you got to like play the part of the biggest ballerina thing. I. Don't know why I said ballerinas. I think it was because I passed by a place that I look over and it's Quad City Ballerinas. I'm like, what the fuck? Here? <laughs> Here's a, a ballerina place? It's probably why I was on my mind. But, uh, yeah, the Stardust. Dude, I got to be honest with you. I, in, like, 12, almost 13, 12, 13 years of doing stand-up, never once have I had a crowd that hot. Like, I had... I, I was kind of like, eh, we'll see what this crowd's like. It's a Thursday night. I'll kind of ease into some jokes a little bit here and there, and I'm like, yeah, I'll save the filthy stuff for later. I didn't even get, like, I just started roasting Colin it, and, like, they were just hot. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going straight into material. I got to work the crowd a lot. Everybody was just, oh, man, it was it was, it was was dynamite. I, I had more fun doing that mic than I've... Oh, man, I've done doing stand up in a long time, and it was uh, it was it was good. Yeah, it might have been a little bit more on the inebriated side than I thought I would be, but I kind of kind of crept up on me. I because I, I was like, all right, I'm not drinking before the show, and like a couple hours before the show, I'm like, I'm chilling, I'm cooling. Then they had pseudo sue, and I'm like, ah, maybe just one. I'm like, god damn, that went down pretty good. Maybe two. And I think I took a third one up there and. Might have uh, might have stepped outside with uh, Uncle Cletus for <laughs> for a couple minutes, so it's got to feeling right. <laughs> but uh, dude, that was a uh, that was a that was a, a a blast. So I've been having a lot of fun, you know. But again, realizing that through all of that, uh, I was still fighting some heavy depression, which I probably would have had a lot more fun. But it's just, ah, oh, man, uh, it's. It's tough, man. I I don't know. I I feel like I'm not man enough to or not 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 that I'm not man enough, but it's like sometimes you can't just get out of it on your own. I just happened to. I it just was kind of going through the motions and what made me really realize wh- where I was at was um I was listening to uh well, we were at Skylark, which I'm running a mic there every other Thursday, Skylark in Rock Island. And uh, Justin played, the the owner of the, the joint played uh, Most Def, The New Danger. I'm like, holy shit, I haven't heard that album in a while. I listened to one of the songs, and it just hit me, and I finally felt like good. Like, I haven't felt like that since maybe the Wu-Tang concert. You know, just all the shit I've gone through this year. Uh, yeah, I, I just it like hit me, and I like I, I listened to the song, and I was like, God, damn, damn. I'm like, all the all the cool shit that I've done, I haven't felt this happy, which let me know that I was not in the right place mentally. So, 
I've just been trying to get my shit right. And, you know, I just got back from my little rutcation-ish. Maybe maybe we took a rutcation a week early. I went into, uh, uh, I went down hunting with, uh, with my buddy Brandon Bequeath, because apparently I don't name drop him enough. <laughs> and we go down, it's like the first week of November, you know, I think November 1st or 2nd we get down there. And I was just excited to just kick back. Could really give a fuck, like, mentally, I could really give a fuck if I, I saw a deer. Yeah, to be honest, this is where I was at. You know, I knew I wanted to like hustle super hard this year, but I just needed to. I just need to be out. I, I just needed to be out. No like cell signal, just be out there, and I got exactly what I asked for. Uh, problem is, we weren't seeing a whole hell of a lot of deer. Like they were, they were just not moving. And first night. I didn't even get a crack at a deer. Like I'd saw a doe just like, you know, 70 yards away, which is really what I was angling for. I really want to shoot a doe. There's little bucks running around the, uh, run around the property, but there's also giants and it kind of the way it is. You know, I've been fortunate enough. Brandon's let me take a, take a couple deer that I should, <laughs> that I really shouldn't have. I mean, we really should have let some of these walk, but they may be happy. And, you know, now it's all about, he owns the place. He has a program he wants to set up. I'm like, all right, you know, we'll go along with it. So he has some target deer that he wants. And, you know, him and his dad own the property, and he wants his dad to get one of these because they're, they're fucking dandies. <laughs> and uh, he, he had an encounter with one, and it didn't go so well. And, you know, he was kind of devastated about that. Which I would be too. This deer is awesome, and you know it's it's what it is. But it was October seventh or whatever. He's like, "Hey, we need me, you, my dad, and his buddy. We need to make it down to the property. Set up this um. Oh, excuse me, I'm kind of yawning. Set up this blind, uh, because it was the only time he was going to be able to. And he's, you know, he wants to set it up to he can take his daughters down there, you know, maybe this year and just sit with them and have a crack at you know like a like a doe or, you know, whatever. It's something that his daughter, first deer or whatever, maybe his wife wants to get out. And, yeah, we set it up, and it's like, okay, cool. Not going to see anything there for a while. <laughs> you know, because we're, like, rattle canning it. We just put this big-ass blind up there, but, yeah, let it sit for a little bit and see what happens. Well, I think it was... Night number, yeah, night number two. No, morning, morning two. Brandon's like, uh, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you sit there, see what you can see? Because there was a couple spots there that, you know, I just wanted to sit, see what was kind of moving through there. And I was making the joke. I'm like, all right, so say a buck comes through. He's like, no, you're not shooting a buck this year because we need to let him fucking grow because I know what kind of bucks you shoot. I'm like, all right, but say this, like, <laughs> I'm giving him all these scenarios. And it's about 8.14 in the morning. How I remember it's 8.14 in the morning is because I look up and I see one of the biggest fucking deer of my life standing at 20 fucking yards broadside just standing there. And I'm like... I made a conscious fucking decision not to shoot this fucking deer because I am that good of a friend. All right, I'm that good of a fucking friend. Dude, and I'm like, you know, the the, the thought that ran through my head was like as soon as I see the deer, I knew exactly which deer it was. I'm like, "Oh, son of a bitch." And I'm I, I was like can't do it. Can't even fucking do it. And you know what? That's why. I mean, if I was in their shoes too, I mean, they've they paid a lot of money for this place. He's put in a lot of work. Brandon's had encounter with this deer for 
two years. I know he's seen him two years ago. For sure saw this deer two years ago. Don't know if you ever saw him on the hoof, but this deer is looking right fucking at me. I'm like, well, not like I'm looking at it. it. The deer never knew I was there. And I, I'm like, fuck it. Just let the fucker walk. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to rub it in Brandon's face. See how he fucking likes that. I have no cell signal down there, so I told him what time I was going to meet him. He wouldn't even know that I shot this fucking deer for like at least an hour. <laughs> so the deer walks away, and I'm watching this deer walk away, and I'm just thinking the whole time, like, dude, is my friendship with Brandon really worth this deer? Right now, and man, if you guys would have seen how big this deer was, uh, you guys, I don't know, you guys you guys might think I made the wrong decision. <laughs> so I get back, and I'm telling him, and he's like, you saw that deer? I'm like, I swear to fucking God, I'm like, it was right there. I'm like, right here, and I tried to tell him where it came from, and we ended up, uh, you know, we he came up with a plan that he wanted to go sit near that near that plot where this deer was, and Maybe get a crack at him in the afternoon, but he's he still this day he doesn't believe that I saw that fucking deer. I'm like, I saw it with my own two fucking eyes. I didn't want to try to get a pick of it because if I was going to pull anything up, it was going to be a fucking bow. And then he was just, no, no, I, I don't think you know what deer you saw. I don't think you know what deer you saw. I'm like, okay, I fucking, I know exactly which fucking one I saw. So, you know, the next night, whenever I make us some steaks, and this is when I was, I wanted to punch this motherfucker in the face. Because, and do this, this is a great recipe. I took some ribeyes, and I smoked them nice and slow, and I didn't have my meat thermometer, so we may, we may there, there may be some a little bit of debate. But I smoked these steaks on my Traeger. I used uh, Big Mo Quesans Beef Rub. Now, keep in mind, these are choice. Yeah, there were choice cuts. I got them from Walmart. 20 bucks for two of them. Fuck it. I sit there and I smoke them. And Brandon's just like, I want my food. I want it now. <laughs> God, this motherfucker is just like, I don't give a fuck about the fancy shit. I just want food. You can't just, uh, just cook it for me real quick. I'm like, God damn, dude. I'm like, go heat up like a fucking baked potato or something. Asshole. Try to make, I'm trying to do something nice for you. I didn't shoot your fucking deer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I make this now I made these steaks and then I I heat up my low tailgater. So again, I know you're supposed to smoke them at about 125. I think they got up to like 131. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Pull them off, let them rest <clears throat> for about oh, I fuck, I don't know, like 10-15 minutes. I get my I crank the tailgater up to 450 is as high as it's going to go. I throw the cast iron in. I use some Kerrygold butter. Throw that in there. I let the steak sear for a little bit longer because I knew that it wasn't getting that hot. You know, it wasn't like searing it in. So it was mostly just going to like soak it in. Temp might have been whatever. So we cut open the steaks and he's like, look, it's, the steak is just well done. It's overcooked. I'm like, overcooked? I'm like, I'm fucking chewing this motherfucker and it's like butter. So then he gets on fucking, he gets on this group chat, and then they're all like fucking barbecuing me. I'm like, are you even gonna tell him? I'm like, how good does it taste? I just just you can't fuck up our. This is exactly what I was on. You can't fuck up a ribeye, salt and pepper. You can't fuck up a ribeye. <laughs> That's all he kept fucking saying. You seared it too fucking long. You took forty five minutes to smoke a steak, and then you. It's like, dude. You got a free fucking ribeye, and it was one of the best ribeyes. I've it was probably one of the best steaks ever. I have had a steak from Ruth's Chris. Could it have been more on the rare side, sure. But when I ate it, I was like, "This shit is fucking gas." It was one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life, and it was the first time I'd ever cooked a ribeye. And I can promise you, I will do like, dude. I all I want to do is I want to take that same exact fucking recipe, and I want to go win a competition with it. And you know what? If I ever get those winnings, like if I win the fucking Powerball tonight, which is like $1.9 billion, I'm going to spend it all to make a fucking uh, time machine. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that time machine. I'm going to go right back to last last Thursday 
and I'm going to sit right in that stand again, and I'm actually going to shoot that fucking deer, and I'm going to shove it right in Brandon's fucking face. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I lived in a world where you thought I didn't see this and where you thought my steak sucked, and now, now, here's your deer dead, and guess what? I'm going to take some deer steaks and cook the same exact fucking way. <laughs> we, <laughs> I, Dude, it was like... I, we we like legitimately like yelling at each other in this fucking camper in the middle of Iowa about this shit, <laughs> like like we're fucking brothers. And then uh, I remember we're on the car ride home, and a good buddy of ours, Tim Cotman, calls, and fucking poor Tim is in the middle. And it's like we're sitting there yelling at each other, fucking getting each other fired up, like driving in the car, and Tim's just like. Yeah, I gotta give it to you, Steve, but I gotta give it to Brandy. He's like, you both are kind of right. <laughs> Tim, Tim's really trying to settle us down. He's like, oh fuck, I, I, he, like Tim had to intervene. Two guys on the on a fucking highway in the middle of Iowa from fucking Lincoln, Nebraska, <laughs> or Omaha. I think he's in Omaha. <laughs> he's like trying to stop us from beating the fuck out of each other from a fight that happened the night before. <laughs> Oh shit! And then uh, he, I think he's back down there again, and I was not able to make it. Uh, work actually picked up, and I actually had to go back and do my job. So that kind of, because <laughs> I remember I called like Friday afternoon, and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're really dead, and we got a bunch of people here, so I'm probably gonna end up sending people home." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna talk to manpower guy and." It's like, yeah, you know, man, if you, if, you, if you don't got anything for me for a couple of days, you know, the deer weren't quite moving. I, I mean, if, if you need me to sit one more week and then he's like, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you give me a call Wednesday? Five minutes later, it's, oh, actually, you're going out of town to work. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's cool, uh, you know, because I love a paycheck, so I got to have that money. Um, the other cool thing, too, is what I'm going to do with that paycheck. And this is uh, coming back to what I was talking about earlier. Uh, I have decided, and this is what I'm going to do, and you guys can tell me it's a stupid idea. I don't really give a fuck. Everybody else has told me it's a bad fucking idea, especially fucking Beequeef. So if, if you see Brandon Beequeef, I uh, call him Beequeef. He's like, oh, I've never been called that before. I'm like, well, you're in your 30s, and I'm calling you it. So, <laughs> uh I, as soon as I get it, I am making the commitment to go full-time in a camper for one year. And I, yeah, maybe it does sound like a stupid idea, but I've already committed to it, so fuck it. <laughs> I, I want to do it. No, I just, I, I, I really want to, uh, I want to live that lifestyle. I've been watching a couple of YouTube videos, um, a YouTube series on some people who do it. I mean, they're all in fifth wheels, but I'm like, it's just me, you know, and I I I want to do it just because it's simple, simple, nice, simple, easy way of life. It's not going to be very cheap, like I could tell you that. But it's something I want to do. I think there'll be a lot of fun content coming out of there, uh, especially if I do like outdoor cooking videos and blogs and vlogs and shit like that. It would just it it'll finally give me my little creative space. And I I found this one. And it's fucking pricey, but it has like this bunkhouse room that you can take out and like you could essentially have an office back there. And I'm like, God, it's it's about 20K more than I wanted to spend. But it's it's what it is. I don't know. I, I, I know like I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want. Like there's a there's some killer ones that would work that have like the Murphy bed set up but I'm like I do I want a private bed I'm like it's you know the the only people that are gonna be the only people that are gonna be in that is either they're gonna be sleeping in the bed with me or there's some buddies of mine that are just drunk passed out uh, who knows maybe the homies will come cuddle <laughs> hey we gotta stay warm I don't really want to run this propane it's not uh it's not weird or gay if uh, you're just trying to save for propane right <laughs> Oh man! Oh, speaking of, speaking of uh, of uh, of gay and very gay, uh, good friend of mine, Jeremy. Uh, 
I finally got to see perform drag at uh, at the House of Sin, and I gotta be honest with you, uh, people. If you ever think that trying to hang alcohol or like drink for drink with drag queens, uh, fucking don't. Uh, <laughs> that is a very very bad idea. <laughs> Me and Yeti, we start getting tuned up. We're at, um, it's actually cool, this this bar that they uh, do this at, they ended up buying the back room, and it's like this performance place, so there was a mixture of drag and burlesque. So a couple of the, the burlesque performers were there, and, the, um, you know, a couple of the drag performers, like everyone's uh, real tight-knit, you know, we'll do each other's shows, so it's a very cool community, and, you know, Everyone there wanted stand up to start getting involved. So eventually, you might start seeing like drag queens doing stand up, which would be fucking awesome. Because uh, I've, I've told Brittany Queersons, uh, like, just get up there and just do some do some material. I've seen it a couple times and it works. Um, but to me, it's just funny. Like, if you have like like a drag queen just going up there and like talking about climate change. That shit is just hilarious to me. Like for no fucking reason, not even addressing the fact, which it's, it's what it is. You know, if that's, if that's how you are every day, hey, that's how you are every day. But, um, you know, sometimes like getting into the, you know, the whole act, the character is, is cool too. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Jeremy's boyfriend James is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Got to uh, got to see his man do drag for the first time. His man as woman. I I get the, I, I get those confused. I'm like I, I I'm like now when I talk to you outside while you're in drag, I'm like. But based on when you're performing, I'm like I just I I always get confused and I just I just go hey dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey you, <laughs> just just to make it easy, just so I don't I don't confuse pronouns or anything like that. Because I'm I'm too fucking stupid to even tell you the difference between an adjective and like a noun and a verb. Like I still struggle this day. I'm like, oh fuck, it's a it's an adjective, a working word. Like what is that? So <laughs> if you think I'm gonna like remember all the all the roles there, it, it, it ain't fucking happening. I'm just letting everybody know right now. And and I've 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 come to realize people appreciate that honesty. So, like, someone tells me their pronouns. I'm like, be honest with you. Let me get about 14, 15 deep, uh, beers deep. I will start asking. (laughs) And I will forget. And it's always, eh, you're cool. I'll remind you. Thank you. That's all you have to do. And just, you know, don't make it a, like, obviously, you can't make it a habit. It's like, do I have to keep fucking telling you? Get it, you know. But a couple here and there. Nope, it's this, it's this. All right, I, I, I appreciate that. Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's been a quick little update. Yeah, I'm doing the whole camper life thing. I'm gonna I still gotta find the one that oh shit, I gotta call that fucking dude back. I just remember that. Um yeah, I I've got uh got some options I'm looking for. I mean, if you guys have any suggestions on on things that work, uh I know for sure I don't want a bunkhouse. Uh for sure don't want a bunkhouse. I just feel like that's wasted space in uh, in a camper. That's just me personally, but um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of open to to all ideas about what I should uh, what I should do. I'm probably not going to get a fifth wheel um, because I got a, a half ton pickup. It's just and even some of those other travel trailers, I'm looking at I'm like God damn, you know. There's a couple that are starting to push the limit of what my 1500 can tow, but no, it's it's what it's whatever. We'll uh we'll we'll find something. But that's uh that's been a nice little update. Like I said, I've got a couple of really cool podcasts that are still in the works. Um, still gotta hustle and start getting this uh getting this thing moving, and bringing some uh really cool people in into the fold. Uh, shit. Yeah, I think that's all I got for y'all this week. Uh, I think this is gonna be released. Uh. Day after voting day, I. They, what's fucked up is this election seems like it should matter more, but it just it seems like it just matters to Republicans. Like that's they're like we got to take this shit back. 
I just I've had a couple of friends of mine <laughs> had a couple of friends of mine be like, "Are you voting? This is a very important election for us." And I've had some people just like based on like how I hang out, like <laughs> good buddy of mine. Uh, oh, and I got to call a wrestling match. I don't remember if I told you guys that. I probably fucking did. Um, good buddy, my Alex uh, McCarthy was like, "Man, Stevie, we we're, we're gonna do this uh, thing," and I go, "Oh, you don't." you don't really know which way I uh, align politically. And he kind of looked at me and he's like, no, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm like, uh, let me tell you, I'm not cutting straight to like where a lot of people would think I'm going to be, which is, that's fine. You know, I, I like that people are kind of like, Oh, I didn't expect that from me or like, ah, really? Or, you know, I'm just like, you know, here's, here's kind of where I sit with it. Here's what I think about it. And like, that's just me. Like I'll, I just like to call out when bullshit's bullshit. When shit's good, shit's good. I don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, but however you want to get out and and vote tomorrow, man, that is uh, that is your right. And as an American, I can tell you. I mean, if you tell me what you're gonna do, I can tell you whether I think you're right or wrong. But that ain't gonna fucking change how you feel. So, fucks it matter. You know what I mean? That's why I don't like discussing politics with like like-minded people. Sucks discuss discussing politics with unlike-minded people really sucks roasting politics with everybody is the shit that's where it's the most fun where you're just like fucking barbecuing everybody like fuck them you know but that's uh that's just my little uh little two cents anyway uh yeah hope you guys voted uh accordingly <sighs> I, I don't even i i'm just I'm thinking about it. Tomorrow is election day. They'll let you know when I'm recording this. I can't think of any fucking agendas that's like that. I don't, I don't know that any of this shit matters. Fucking economy's in the shitter. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't like Chuck Grassley's running for Iowa again. Like I thought he went to China with when Trump sent him over there. Apparently he's back. Kim Reynolds, fucking whatever. Oh, no, it wasn't Chuck Grassley. Fuck, it was uh, uh, the old mayor. That's who went over to China. Or not mayor, but fucking old governor. Damn. Uh, Terry, Terry Branstadt? Is that who the fuck it was? No. It's been a couple years ago, and I just I could really give a fuck. Because I don't think of this shit. It might, personally, dude, we're going to be fine. No matter who's in office, we're going to be fine. Remember how bad Barack Obama was supposed to be? Like, he was supposed to cripple America, and then we got Trump, and then all of a sudden the economy was great, and then now we got Biden, the economy sucks, so we're going to get another president, and the economy's going to be fucking good again? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As Bill Burr would say, it doesn't matter what color their fucking tie is. You got to have ups and downs, because when you're up, the other party gets in. Yeah, vice versa. It's the fucking game. It's the game they're playing with us, guys. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, shit, I almost forgot how to end this thing. Remember, the Wu Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous. Later. Take it down, everybody. Give it up for not doing drugs anymore. How's that? That's cool, buddy, but you killed it. You killed I mean, it, buddy. We just weren't very good at it. Speaking of not doing drugs well, uh, our next our next comedian, <laughs> he is uh, he is something. I don't even know why I put him on this on this bill. To be honest with you, um, well his friend just died, so I feel bad for him. He's like, go up there and roast me. I was like, okay, buddy. Me, so we'll see what he says. Ooh, Bob saying it. Uh, what is <laughs> or Rick Moranis. Ooh, big one. Real big discovery. It's okay. But he likes uh, he likes the movie Honey, I Shrunk My Penis. That's how he explains it to his Tinder encounters. Oh, God. So yeah, we'll talk about dating apps again. The reason I'm deleting dating apps for good, and I'm actually going to do it this time, just like I said, I'll get cut drugs a million times. Um, 
I'm putting the dating apps because I kept getting ghosted. Has anyone gotten ghosted before? Yeah. Um, but it's right around that time of year, so I started going around the house. It hasn't been very profitable, though, because another ghost showed up. Sad. Sad spooky season for me. I also am on a weird uh, page with uh, when it comes, everybody loves Halloween, everybody loves fall, um, but fall hates me. I have seasonal depression. Anyone else have seasonal depression? Woo! Yeah. I like to bring up uh, mental illness whenever I can, mental health awareness. I also have a podcast called Modern Day Overthinker, so I will shamelessly plug that. Um, so check that out. Speaking of mental illness, I'll bring up your next comedian. <laughs> he is uh, all the way from the slums of Rock Island. Everybody get up for Stevie Lowe. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Rock Town. Don't yell that too loud. I don't want to get shot tonight. Oh, Stardust, give up yourselves tonight. Oh, lovely. We're out, out here drinking, having a good time. Everyone getting drunk tonight? Yes, this reminds me of the night that I was drinking. I got my OWI, so have fun waking up in the Dubuque County Jail. That's going to be amazing for everybody. Give up for your uh, host, Colin Strayjack, ladies and gentlemen. Such a lovely place, and he decides he wants to dress like the lead breadstick dude at Olive Garden. My partner looks like they're ready to unionize there. The fucking straight up breadstick brotherhood. God damn, I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking shit. Uh, Colin's uh, Colin's an amazing human being. Um, the reason why he wears a bow tie is uh, he converted to Islam when he was locked up in the joint, so. <laughs> Along with Uncle Cletus, Amber, and me, he is now the blackest person in this room, so. <laughs> Give it up for him. Give it up for yourselves for drinking tonight. This is amazing. Man, I'm having, uh, I'm having such a good night for having such a, such a shitty day. Uh, and I've just been thinking about this all day. I had my first threesome a couple days ago. Yeah, right? And one person's like, ooh, that actually happened. Fucking idiot. Well, that person thought it was a threesome that I was going to be a part of. What? You know, I've seen a bunch of threesomes in the movies, and they're amazing. Like, you know, the girls are smiling, the guys high-fiving them, they're like doing the scissor action on his... Amazing, I wanted to have that. My threesome? Eh, nothing like that. Here's how my threesome went. Basically it was me, my girlfriend, and then the dude she fucked after she left my house. Oh. Oh. I don't know, it was one of those social distancing threesomes. Fucking terrible. <laughs> She's laughing right here with the two dudes right here. Jesus. <laughs> Oh man, my life here is shit. Look at these two fucking plain white dudes. I and he's not just funny with the fucking hundred and thirty thousand dollar Instagram code. Like you fucking idiots. Uh, how is how did it feel, Daddy paid your way through college? Like what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk about Ambrose fees here. I know where I'm at. Speaking of which, oh, by the way, none of you guys are uh, getting away from it. This place looks like where all the rich husbands' wives come to watch comedy. Like, look at this. This is one of the whitest places I've ever done stand-up at. I accidentally did stand-up at a Klan rally. I thought it was a metal show. It was a bunch of dirty white people and they were lighting shit on fire. My bad. Disgusting. Uncle Cletus, I don't know, whoops an ass, dog. Me and Uncle Cletus, uh, we're superheroes. We basically just go beat the fuck out of racist white people. It's terrible for us as black men because we discriminate heavily. Yeah, this fucking white boy walking alone, not with the streets. Beat the fuck out of him. Mm. 
shocking revelation to everybody. I'm currently single right now. <laughs> Did someone say, I don't believe it? You don't believe it? Find out later. I like it. Was that you in the uh, Bengals colors? Like, uh, who day? I'm a big Bengals fan. Are you a Bengals fan? Yeah, you. Okay, who the fuck else is wearing orange and black? You look good in this shirt. You look better with that shirt on my parents' floor. Oh. Ah, yes. Yes. I will fuck the shit out of you. My standards are low as shit. I'm not saying anything about you. I'm just sitting, throwing it out there for her. She doesn't want it. Holy <laughs> oh, shit. I love the bingo crews over here laughing. <laughs> I'll give it up for the... Oh, all right. Hey, get up for the bet. Thank you for your service. Also, thank you for breaking these ladies out of the fucking retirement village. <laughs> dude, I'm not kidding you. This dude used to fucking blow commies away, and now he's got five women blowing him. It's communism. Thank you for your service, and thank you, thank you for fucking all my buddies' great grandmothers. Hey, don't say a lady sit down. <laughs> I look like when people get to a certain age, you don't know if they're out of their dating range. She could be 105, and this one could be like 65. They all look the same, you know. His dating life is better than mine. Let me tell you about my dating life. Ugh, you guys are ready to go down this rabbit hole? I dated a woman who was five foot eleven and smarter than me. Hard to do, right? Taller and smarter. Huh, I guess it was a lot harder at that. <laughs> I like you guys think I'm like, hey, he might be smart. He's playing it down. No, I'm dumb as shit. She was like a, a molecular, a yeah, she was something that had to do with big words. I never paid attention. But I think she was like one of the smartest people that I ever met. And I remember her one time telling me, she's like, you know, my favorite Adam is, uh, you know, what I wasn't paying attention. But she's like, give me a whole explanation on why this Adam meant so much to her. And where it was on the periodic table is amazing. She goes, well, what's your favorite substance? And I'm like, uh, lava. Because it can melt rocks. <laughs> Look at the fucking molecular biologist over here laughing. <laughs> By the way, which one of you is fucking her? I'm curious. He points at her, and that one is. Neither of them grow facial hair, and that's the best you got. How old are you, pumpkin? How old are you? Yes. Jesus Christ. Hey, you should know better by now. <laughs> Back to my story, I think a lady who was... I don't know her. I think a lady who was 5 foot 11. Right, not 5 foot 7. 5 foot 9 in cowboy boots. Uh, on my Tinder profile, it's like 69 inches tall. Anyway, one time we were uh, getting busy in the sheets, you know, because she had her own apartment at 21 and I'm 29 without one. And she's like, let's see something freaky, let's 69. I'm like, eh, okay. So we start 69 and she's blowing me and it's great. And she's like, you gotta do something. And like, she's tall as shit and I'm not. So she's blowing me and I'm giving her raspberries. What? It happened. I'm serious. I'm, I'm really in the dating world, and uh, you run across a lot of strange cats. Somebody like gasp. Oh, she was dying. Are you okay, man? Check this, check it. Er <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh, by the way. <laughs> by the way. If my math is correct, there's one guy and two girls. Hey, yes! <laughs> nah, nah, don't point at that empty seat, pumpkin. That's the cuck. 
Watch how this video goes. Wait, where the fuck was I going with that joke? Well, I got distracted and I was talking to you guys. Shit. It happens. It happens. I, uh... Man, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at dating. Like, this, like, I have to get up here and tell jokes, and hopefully someone's like, haha, that's funny enough, and then she'll take me home and she's like, I will take you in. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm 32, I don't really know how to date because I'm lazy. You know, I had this Tinderella hit me up, and, um, please not on Tinder. Tinder's a wonderful app. <laughs> Where are the app at the shit? She goes, you know, I'm really just looking for an FWB. Perfect. All right. Pick up around six. I pick her up. She's like all dolled up. I'm like, I mean, you really overdressed for this. So I pull into Subway, and she's like, oh, okay. And we get up to the line, and I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm going to get a foot long uh, with turkey, lettuce, tomato, mayo, no cheese, and she'll have a foot long with And she looks at me, she goes, why did you order that for me? I go, because he said you wanted an FWB, a foot long of bacon. Is that not what that fucking means? <laughs> Is that what that fucking means? <laughs> Stupid as shit. Mm. I can't, like, I... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Milk are just dying over here. Holy shit! <laughs> why is that? Why is that so funny to you? <laughs> I'm drinking water too. It must have been after pill time. <laughs> oh yeah, I would watch you guys all do some. Like if you need to be the tag team, man, I got it. I'm gonna be in a CNA at heart. It takes like a minute to fucking get a degree. I got, a, I got two quick stories for you guys, then I'm going to get out of here. Uh, obviously, I say a lot of stupid shit to people, and I don't realize it at the time. I got yelled at for telling someone to not smoke meth. Look how that happened. So what happened was a buddy of mine, we're at a baseball game, and I'm hammered because it's a day that I'm above ground. I'm a fucking degenerate. And uh, this guy, his wife, and the three-year-old are walking towards me. And I look at the three-year-old, and I was like, hey, kid, don't ever do meth. <laughs> and I got yelled at for that. It's like, don't ever talk that piece of shit again, that motherfucker. Like, like, why are you yelling at me for telling your kid not to smoke meth? And then I realized I'm from Center, Iowa. So I was like, oh, I'm really, I'm really killing that kid's future for being a Central Iowa kid. <laughs> but, uh... You know, this shit, is, uh, this shit has been a whole lot of fun. You guys have been awesome. Thank you for letting me come out of here. And I would definitely say, like, I love meeting new cultures, but here it's just the same white. But speaking of white, uh, I recently uh, came in contact with a kid who used to be Amish. Like he was Amish until he was six. His dad left. He came back when he was 14. He left again. And he was telling me some crazy shit. In the Amish world, you're supposed to be part of a community, right? Like you can't do anything singular. So me being up here telling jokes by myself, not as funny, right? It's like it's you're being like you're by yourself, you're taking all the glory. So it's like things to be in a community. So I found out that. If you're ever at a funeral where your uh, best friend blows his brains out, R.I.P. Brad. Cheers, Dan. The woman who is saying Amazing Grace, because you're by yourself and not part of a community, ridicule. Can't have it. The Wu Tang Clan, however, being that they're all together and saying my Wu-Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous as a group. Totally led by the Amish community. How fucking amazing is that? Alright, so the Amish could give a fuck about somebody out there singing a beautiful song, but they love group sin. So, what I'm saying to you tonight, as a group right now, and we can sin 
to be a community for the Irish, or Amish, <laughs> the Amish to praise. We should all have a group orgy and let Colin come first. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I'm Stevie Moe. Colin's great that's coming up. Thank you.